This is the Lover and the Fighter podcast with Josh Cohen and Dean Thomas. Indeed. Once again, it is the Lover and the Fighter podcast. It is episode nobody cares. No one ever cares. Who counts? That, Who cares? I don't know why we counted in the first place. Because in the beginning, we were like, can we do four of these without quitting? <laughs> And it turns out we did like 18 of them or so. Yeah. And the music fades just like that. I am the brother love version of the love side of this. And that would be fighter is in UFC MMA pioneer Dean Thomas, new king of all media, Dean's Diaries, Dana White looking for a fight, pre-show, post-show. Uh, you made the ESPN Sports Center not top 10 today, by the way. Oh, really? Are you aware of that? Did I really? And by you, I mean you were in the video with DC where he couldn't skateboard. And mostly it was of you on your skateboard. Oh. And DC was falling down. They kept going number 10 this week. <laughs> Daniel Cormier, he's going to get hurt. Why is he on a skateboard? He's going to get hurt. To be fair, like those wheels were so slippery on that floor. And that was by design. Yeah. It was on purpose. Yeah, it was by design on purpose to make us look bad. For those that don't know, we are talking about the UFC YouTube channel, The Weigh-Ins, on Friday morning. They do a show, Daniel Cormier, Dean Thomas, uh, Laura Senko. Yeah, and Dan Helley. And then Dan Helley, he will moderate that prior to. We'll come back on UFC 270, but I want to play a piece of sound that came from that broadcast because I wasn't aware of this until late last night. And boy, when I tell you, I was mad. I was mad. Like, you know the kind of mad where you can't go to sleep just yet? Right. I was that kind of mad. Take a listen. This is you on the Way In Show last Friday morning prior to 270, and you're talking to Colby Covington who clearly doesn't know when and where to play the character. Apparently, it's just on all the time, and man, it's getting tired. Take a listen. Finished Jorge Masvidal on March 5th. It puts me right back in line to get my title shot. I still want to do that Dean Diaries with you. <laughs> hey, man, it, it, if you weren't busy, you know, talking, saying I wasn't about that life in the media, you know, I'd be down, but... Then you're nothing more than Tyron Woodley's water boy. So for you to talk about me in, in the media is just, it's criminal. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. He's not pulling any punches. You don't want to get on the wrong side of chaos. Yeah. Hey. All right, so that was Kobe Covington last Friday on the UFC 270 weigh-in show where he calls you Din. This is a kid you've known for, what, 15 years? Yeah, I mean, probably 10. When he, As soon as he got out of college... They, he came to the team. like We recruited a bunch of wrestlers, and he was a part of this pack of wrestlers that came to American Top Team. My point is he knows your yeah. goddamn name. Yeah, for sure. He knows your name. He knows He name. knows how it's pronounced. He knows how it's pronounced. So this is one of those, hey, I pretend I don't know your name and whatever, and I can disrespect you more. Yeah. Um, he says you're nothing more to me now than Tyron Woodley's water boy. Yeah. Does he understand that he just made history? As the first person to be disrespectful to Dean Thomas, I know. Well, you know, the outside thing is, of fighting, outside right, of fighting, yeah, yeah, it's weird because, like, how do you come back with that? Because Tyron is my boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, as I can't come back with that because Tyron is my boy. Well, no, I, th- I think you can come back with it, but you're in a really awkward position because you are doing this, working for the UFC under contract to be on the desk pre-show, to be on the desk post-show, to be actually doing analysis during the fights, he's going to be in the main event. So you're in a tough spot in this spot, and you smile through it. But as you're smiling through it, I know that part of you is like, boy, I wish I could say what I really want to say. Yeah, well, part of me is like, man, you lucky we ain't in the streets. And and, and there's that too. (laughs) Yeah. And there's that too. Um, So I heard this for the first time late last night, and like I said, I was like, well, because I've been defending Colby Covington for a long time, Mm -hmm. and I've been meeting with his fans around, obviously, 268 in New York, and they're like, is he really a nice guy? And I'm like, every interaction I've had with him, he's been a super nice guy. What he is, is a dude that sold his soul. 
And what he is is a guy that didn't have a brand. He could fight. He still can. Yeah, he can fight. He's a hell of a fighter, and he's a super tough kid. But he's stupid. God damn it, he's stupid. Everybody knows this. He's stupid. Colby Covington, as talented as he is and as tough as he is, decided, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play the super heel bad guy because then I can remain in the UFC. It's a business decision, so I get it. But there are good ways and bad ways to play that. And going into Brazil and saying your country is a bleep hole and you people are filthy pig animals, I'm not sure that goes over well in MMA. And I mean big picture. I mean, right, I, for a, sure. After the fighting's over. Yeah. Like, there was people in the gym that wanted to hurt him. Like, they had to have a team meeting in the gym to calm the Brazilians down so nobody, so nobody attacked him. Has that ever happened before? No. You've been with American Top Team since, your, like, your day one of this. Right. Since what, 1999? Since, uh, since 2001. Okay, since 2001. In the 20 years, well, it's, you know, that you spent since, well, mm-hmm. to the spring of 2020, um, has there been another instance in which there had to be an all-team meeting going, listen, we've got a teammate and everybody wants to hurt them, but we're going to do this and we're not going to do that? No, there's never been another guy that people wanted to hurt more than him. Right. It's not that he took a shot at someone on the broadcast team. It's that he took a shot at someone I've never heard anyone take a shot at after you were done fighting. Right. Because I've never heard anyone be disrespectful to you. I've never seen anybody um, not show you what you've earned, and that is Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt master. Um, that is that guy who fought, coached, cornered, broadcast. That, to me, was like he doesn't know when you're not supposed to play the role. Like he doesn't. He's so deep into this now. He's such a lonely kid. He's such a sad kid that he just sold his soul. Because if you're afraid you're not going to be loved... Your automatic response is, well, screw it. Just hate me. I want you all to hate me. That's a scared little boy. That's a sad boy playing that role. That's all that is. Yeah, I know. And that's why I didn't really, like, I heard it and I was kind of like, all right. Like, I couldn't really do nothing then. And then when I thought about it afterwards, I was like, I mean, he, he pays people to hang out he with caught, him. But he caught you off guard. Yeah. Because as much as we talk about it, you're in that zone right there where you don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. And I you, didn't expect that to happen. But now you know. Yeah. You know, you're only a year into these. Uh-huh. So, so now you, like, anytime on this radio show that you and I do, outside of this podcast, we do a normal daily radio show. I've done it now since 1999. You never know what the caller might say next. You never know what the guest might say next. And I don't mean just slipping by mistake. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had callers say, hey, Jason, I want to get your opinion on. And they say just horrible things about what they want to do to my mother and language and terms and race. And, and you're like, whoa, dump that out. But you're always prepared for the worst. Right. He caught you off guard. You smiled through it. And I was like, he thinks like, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Um, that doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, like I th- when I thought about it, like at first I was kind of like, yo, he's like, I can't, like, say anything bad because, like, now I'm disentiring if I try to say something bad because Tyron is my boy. No, no, no. This isn't about making Tyron look bad. This yeah. is about going, hold on a second, hold on a second. Excuse me? I just invited you on my show. You understand that when this is over for you, this is over for you. I mean, yeah, and, for and sure. you're, you're going to make it awkward in that spot. I, I might say, excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, didn't you used to train at my gym? Didn't I used to help coach you? I know, how and to I do was this? always good to him, too. He calls you by your wrong name on purpose to try and get a joke out of it, to try and make it seem like he's not that familiar with you, to try and slight you. And then he says, you're nothing more to me. Well, listen, I'm friendly with, with Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley put on his Instagram, happy birthday, JC. So we're friendly. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's how you know. If somebody takes a picture of the two of you, puts it on their Instagram, yeah, that's how you know you're friendly. Cool, yeah. He can say that to me. Can't say it to you. Because you're nothing more than? He can say to me, you're nothing more than. Right. Can't say it to you. You fought the fights. You coach the fighters. 
You cornered the fighters. You broadcast the broadcasts. You earned your black belt, your master status. I'm sorry, but he can't say you. It doesn't matter. That, to me, is just, like, your corniness, Colby Covington, the shtick, the cringe and the corny now is at a point where it's like, come on, dude. Like, you're good enough as a fighter. You don't, yeah, need, you it. don't need it no you more. You don't need it no more. Yeah, you don't need it no you more. You got where you yeah. want to be. You fight main events. That's what, I, that's what I always said, too. Like, you don't need it no more. Like, everybody knows you can fight now. Like, everybody knows who you are. But he doesn't know how to get off. Yeah. He doesn't know how to stop. He doesn't know. And, and he's so far in. Like I said earlier, we if, if we're afraid that we're not going to be loved, then we just want to be hated. It's a defense mechanism. For sure. Think of the guys that get in the DMs of a girl, and they say, hey, what's up, beautiful? She doesn't reply. And they go, hey, gorgeous, what are you doing this weekend? She doesn't reply. The third one that he sends is like, bleep you, you ugly bleep bleep. Yeah. He's doing the bleep you, you mm-hmm. ugly bleep bleeps, because bleep all y'all for not loving me, for not wanting me, for not thinking that I could do this outside of just the fighting. Right. And I, and it's, like I said, man, like he's definitely playing the role. But <sighs> I, and it's kind of annoying because I've always been good to him. But at the same time, I recognize that he's a hurt, scared little kid. Yeah. So, like, I'm, a, I'm more I'm – more, have compassion for him than anything. I'm not okay with it. I'm glad you are. I'm not okay with it because you could talk that way to like me. Can't talk that way to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. And, and when he talked you. that way to me, where he's like, "Hold on, let me hold you up." You know, at the press conference, two sixty eight. Yeah. And then Pepto Bismol, whatever. You saw me laugh. Right. And I'm like, my man, because I was like, I was proud that he was funny without a writer giving him a line pre, you know, pre, I guess determined, right, right. or pre written. But with that, yo, I can't have it. Sorry, yeah. just can't have it. All right, let's continue real quick. We got another minute and a half or so, and let's get to the main event of 270. Cyril Gaon learned a thing about wrestling from a guy who we didn't think could do what he did and do what Tell he did with that. those knees. Like who, who thought that he could ha- have an offensive wrestling game the way he had? Your biggest takeaway from the champ, Francis Ngannou's performance in that five-rounder. Uh, he's, he's, he's a better fighter than I thought in terms of all-around fighter. We knew he was dangerous. But the fact that he was coachable, he listened to his coaches, he did exactly what they implored him to do, and he had a solid wrestling game. Like, it was technically sound. All right, to then post-fight. He's not getting the belt wrapped around his waist by Dana White, who's suddenly gone. People jump to conclusions, and they're saying, oh, Dana's so bitter, Dana's so petty. And I took to Twitter and said, slow down, y'all. You don't know what's going on. You don't know if there's a backstory. You don't know if the company told him sit this one out. You don't know if the situation at home. Dana then did Q&A this week and said, there was something going on I had to deal with. I wasn't even there for the main event. You were sitting there. Dana wasn't watching the main event right there per, in person, was he? He wasn't, no, he wasn't no, in the arena. I didn't see him at that, at that point. Right. So as everyone jumps to the conclusion of you're just being petty, you're just being such, Dana's a lot of things, including petty. But he's not going to give it such a layup, such an easy exist, uh, you know, exhibition of, Hey, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna set this one out. Yeah, that's true. No like way. he he would have never did that. Nope. He would have never allowed that to be the narrative. All week he shook hands. Yeah. All week he fist tapped. Yeah. All week he smiled. Did the photos with friends. all of a sudden for the belt? He's gonna. I'm not, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. That's that would have been too obvious. Yeah. So where does Francis and Gano go from here? What's next? Uh, I don't know, man. I I think that he's. They're probably going to re re up with the UFC. That's yep. my guess. Is that they re up with the UFC? They make it right, and everything goes from there. We had a very short version this week. We'll have a longer edition next week. Uh, no idea what episode it is. Again, we don't really care. Well, I'll count them. Yeah, when we'll, it shows up. We'll, we'll go back and we'll try and retro count it. Anyways, for Dean Thomas, uh, brother, love saying thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time on the next episode of the Lover and the Fighter Podcast.